The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. There seem to be a lot of people who suspect that the Citizens' Assembly on Drugs Use will be a gateway to the potential decriminalisation or even legalisation of cannabis. But would that be a good idea or not? In a moment, we'll talk to Gino Kenny, the People Before Profit TD, who is that party's spokesperson on health. But first, Dr. Ray Wally, a general practitioner who's been a guest many times on this programme over the years. You're one of 21 doctors who signed a public letter about cannabis. Tell us what's in the letter and why you've written it, please. Hi, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me on the, on the programme. Um, we uh, originally wrote a letter back in 2019 uh, because what we noted was that there was a lot of evidence that the economic benefits of legalising cannabis uh, in Ireland would accrue to the coffers of the state. And whereas as medical practitioners, frontline medical practitioners, we were coming across uh, increasing harms in the community of patients, especially young patients, uh, yet that was not being uh, sort of uh, rated as a, a story in the media, so we wrote a letter indicating that we were concerned. Now, we wrote it initially uh, to stimulate um, um, the environment of discussion and make a focus on the uh, health um, uh, difficulties uh, that cannabis is creating, especially young people. What are those health difficulties? Because there may be a perception that cannabis, particularly by comparison with alcohol, is relatively harmless. Well, um, among under 25s, as we stated in our letter, cannabis is a bigger issue than alcohol. It is responsible for an increase in anxiety. It's responsible for much mental health issue, uh, you know, at its most severe psychosis. Uh, but um, you know, it is also responsible to different parts of the health service, like you have people presenting with uh, respiratory issues. Uh, it has now been found after 10 years in the US that it causes more severe emphysema than cigarettes. Uh, it is also responsible... Uh, in the U.S., where it's been legalized for 10 years for causing ischemic heart disease, it's atherogenic. Uh, and what they would also say is that it potentially causes uh, uh, cancer uh, because it's got the same particles that you're going to get out of a cigarette. So we are looking about a uh, insipid, sl- slow uh, difficulty. But in the waiting rooms of general practitioners, the big concern is is that we're seeing that the age at which younger people with difficulties with cannabis are presenting is getting younger and younger and it's very difficult to access resources out there and what is evident is talking to family is that they were unaware of this and certainly the child was unaware of it. Okay, Gino Kenny, People Before Profit TD, what is your position in relation to cannabis use? Um, Thanks Matt for having me on the show. Um, I believe, well the party believes that cannabis should be regulated and legalised uh, and controlled. Um, at the moment, it's largely controlled by the black market. Uh, there's no regulation, and you would ha- I, I would argue that a better system of regulation uh, is better than what we have at the moment. So you it's think it's a that. safety issue, is it? Yeah, it's a safety issue, and people will use cannabis whether it's legal or not. Um, and if it's legal, then, it, then it's regulated, um, and it can be controlled by the state. Because the majority of people that are using cannabis, and a lot of people don't use cannabis, but people that do use cannabis actually don't even know what they're consuming. So if we had a regulated system, people will know exactly what they're consuming. 
um, in relation to you know THC and the CBD levels of you know cannabis. So obviously the evolution of cannabis over the last number of decades have, has changed. Uh, Twenty years ago, there was no really. I mean, weed was kind of kind of rare to kind of obtain. And now, uh, weed grass is probably the the primary kind of um, cannabis substance rather than hashish. And obviously, the potency has increased. There's no doubt about that. Um, but you know, once you don't have any regulation, um, then you will have. You know, we have. You will have scenarios where uh, you know people will. You know, could could I mean they'll have dependency issues anyway. You know, even if it was legal or not, but I think it's a better system if it's if it's regulated, uh, rather than what we have at the moment. Because it's, it's the paradigm of prohibition, the harms of prohibition, where people are criminalised for using cannabis, a ridiculous situation. People import, being put in prison, people getting criminal records. Uh, that doesn't. That's just counterproductive. We need to do something very, very different. Dr. Ray Wally, there was a time when you had pochine as what people drunk and drank in Ireland, and they had no idea of the alcohol strength of what it was they were drinking, which is one of the reasons why drink became regulated in the measures of what people could actually consume. Given what we've just heard from Gino Kenny about the increased potency of cannabis and marijuana and products like that over recent decades, would it not make sense to try and regulate the strength and potency to try and combat some of the issues that you're seeing in medical practice? Well, this is the argument that was put out for the legalisation in Canada and America. And Ten years on from America and five years on from Canada, uh, between 20 and 25 years of age here, uh, we have 1.5% usage in that age group on a regular basis. In America that's, and Canada, that's gone to 10 to 12%. So legalization has increased the usage. Uh, it's only two weeks ago the United Nations uh, sent out a circular stating legalization has not worked. So what you need to do in countries is you need to figure out another solution to this. So certainly we support what the government policy is, which is including a planned health diversion scheme for people found by Gardaí, uh, where people are in possession of drugs, and that is arguably a form of decriminalisation. I'm sorry, Ray, um, you actually haven't addressed the question that I put to you, which is about regulation and the strength and potency of what it is that people are smoking. Because even if the numbers in the United States and Canada have gone up, could it be that they are smoking something that is actually safer than they would have been getting on the black market, specifically because it's regulated? No, the THC levels have gone up both privately, uh, Ill illegally, and legally. Uh, and what you've had there is commercialization, whereby the big tobacco basically is now owning big cannabis and big alcohol is getting into it as well. And the commercialization has increased the loss of control. And as a result of that, you've got all the problems that are presenting in the emergency departments. Uh, and, uh, you know, we all know the increase in overdoses and drug problems in America where the uh, longevity rate has even gone down, yet this country has an increase in longevity because we do not have the same problems as America. But we have not ever funded or educated our population in regard to that. Uh, you know, so, for example, another benefit of legalization, legalization is that last year uh, there was a study of students and they were asked, why don't you actually uh, take illegal drugs? And they said, well, I don't want to end up with a criminal uh, sort of um, conviction. You know, so although it's not necessarily what you want to be dealing with as your first-line approach to addiction issues, it does have a benefit in regard to that. But we have never, ever 
uh, resourced or funded uh, the addiction issues in this country. And this is a good thing about the Citizens' Assembly. But, but sorry, but sorry Ray, effort. isn't there also an argument that if you were to actually regulate the sale of cannabis in the same way as we regulate cigarettes and alcohol, that the taxes raised on the purchases or on the sales of the products could then be used to treat the addiction? Well, I think if you talk to the Gardaí about the amount of illegal cigarettes that they collect on a regular basis that you see on primetime programmes and you see the content of what is in that, like what has happened in, in America again in Canada is that the uh, areas, the deprivation areas which you're trying to hopefully resolve issues in, you have an increase in drug use in those areas uh, and you also have uh, more legal uh, cannabis providers in those areas than you have anywhere else. So that has not worked in America. And this is the evidence we need to be looking at to see that it does not work. Okay, a couple of things to you, Gino Kenny. First of all, as a listener says, cigarettes are legalised, yet there's a huge black market for cigarettes. Legalising cannabis is not going to stop the illegal importation of cannabis. Isn't there a danger that if you continue to have a black market, that the drug dealers don't want to go legit, that you will have all of the dangerous, unregulated products available to people that could make them very ill? Well, look, if cannabis was legalised tomorrow, Matt, I mean, there would be still elements of uh, the black market um, having a say in the kind of the supply of cannabis, right? That would, I think, generally recede over time. There's still a black market, I mean, for alcohol, you know, tobacco, um, prescribed drugs in Ireland. So it's not a complete panacea in relation to uh, regulation, but it's a much, much better system uh, than we have now. Uh, the paradigm of prohibition has simply not worked. You know, uh, sending people to the criminal justice system, uh, people getting involved you know, with criminal gangs, and people, you know, I mean, somebody that's selling cannabis generally is not going to ask somebody to kind of uh, how old they are. Even if it was a regulated system, first of all, you'll know what you're consuming, and second of all, there obviously there'd be an age category where somebody can actually, uh, an adult, could actually consume cannabis. And the majority of people, Matt, that use cannabis will never have any issue with cannabis, as in kind of problematic use. Never. You know, so Dr. Wally has nothing good to say about cannabis. Nothing. Nothing. So, uh, and there's many, there's people that will well, use I'll cannabis. Well, I'll go back to him about that in a second. But the other point is that when you legalise something, aren't you endorsing it? And aren't you then <laughs> potentially opening it up to a much bigger number. And even if the vast majority have no problems with their cannabis use, you are making a smaller number or a small number bigger and more vulnerable to the potential psychotic impact, which happens particularly with no. some younger people. No, I disagree. I think when something becomes legal, obviously, you know, more people will avail of it. And obviously numbers will increase. But where the evidence has shown where kind of other jurisdictions have legalized cannabis, it's essentially plateaus, it plateaus over a certain amount of years. But that system is a better system uh, because what we have at the moment is kind of the Wild West where kind of criminal gangs um, will use young people, uh, will use all sorts of kind of intimidation and violence to draw people into selling cannabis and so forth. Um, and I think that's a system that's completely outdated. We've seen other jurisdictions, particularly in Europe, Luxembourg, Malta, and now Germany, talking about um, you know, ending prohibition. The harms of prohibition for the last 46 years have been immeasurable. Um, and we need a different kind of debate around uh, decriminalization, 
uh, and uh, regulation. And hopefully that will happen very, very, very soon. Okay. Um, I'm going to finish with you, Dr. Ray Wally, by asking you, given that a lot of people are texting and saying that they use cannabis to deal with anxiety, uh, that they use it for other medical conditions, or they use it as what they regard as a safer alternative to alcohol. Is there anything good that you can say for cannabis? Well, the Department of Health um, and the Health Equality, HICWA, uh, were tasked with looking at the uh, medical indications for cannabis, and they uh, wrote a very detailed article having referenced it internationally, and they found that there was a narrow evidence uh, where it benefits a rare form of epilepsy, especially in children, when medication has not worked, that there was some degree of evidence of uh, helping with nausea uh, in um, cancer patients. Um, and there was some very, very narrow usage. But the evidence-based medicine, based on randomized, double-blind controls trials, was that in the vast majority of cases, uh, the evidence was not there to uh, support uh, cannabis use. Uh, whereas if the evidence changes, uh, you know, basically that is the benefit of approaching it as a medication. But ultimately, it's a plant, you know, and a plant is not the same as a medication that has undergone uh, vast trials uh, double-blind, randomized control trials on the basis of usage and um, that's the basis of a health-led approach and a medical-based approach. Thank you very much, Dr. Ray Wally and Gino Kenny from People Before Profit. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.